Welcome to episode 18 of the 5-Minute Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hicks. Hey, before we get started today, I want to let you know that I've put together a list of some of my favorite resources on the topic of discipleship. You can check them out at 5minutediscipleship.com backslash resources. Today, we are talking about some misconceptions about worship. When I was growing up, our family spent a lot of time camping. In fact, most years, it was our summer vacation as a family. We couldn't wait to get to the lake to spend a week fishing and swimming, playing games together. Some of our best memories are camping at a lake in North Texas called Possum Kingdom. Yes, there really is a lake called Possum Kingdom. You can look it up. But my brothers and I, we would love to start the campfire. We had a blast cooking hot dogs over an open fire on the end of an old wire coat hanger. And as a family, we would sit around at night swatting mosquitoes and singing songs that we'd learned at church. But I still love sitting around a campfire. And if you've ever done that, you notice that a campfire needs tending. You have to stoke the fire. You're always making adjustments, moving the logs around, adding more wood to the fire to keep the fire hot. Once in a while, a stick of wood will adjust as it falls out of the fire, and if it's disconnected from the fire, laying on the ground, it loses its glow and soon becomes a blackened, charred piece of wood. But if you take that same stick of wood and place it back into the fire and put it in close association with the other burning sticks, it will burn and glow once again. There's something about this picture that reminds me of what happens when we as believers come together in worship. I believe worship is an essential spiritual discipline. You know, the world around us is constantly pulling us away from God and away from the things that fan the flame of our faith and encourage our spiritual growth. The only antidote is constant renewal, this constant renewal of our relationship with God, and this happens as we gather with other believers to worship God. Many Christians have fallen out of worship, just like a log that has fallen out of the fire, and it doesn't take long for their fire to go out. But so many times I've seen that if they would just come back to the gathering of believers, their fire will ignite once more. Today, we're talking about some misconceptions about worship. What is worship? Well, worship is our response of all that we are to all that God is. Worship is you and I declaring God's worth. We simply worship because God is worthy. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, a time is coming and now has come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Over the years, I've noticed that there are several misconceptions about worship. Let me share them with you quickly today, and I believe it will help us have a better understanding about our worship of God. First, the first misconception, corporate worship is optional. Richard Foster, in his book, Celebration of Discipline, says, worship is the most important of all the church's purposes, because we cannot actively love the world around us unless we corporately love and adore God through worship. The second misconception is that worship is only an outward expression. 
Real worship is not about a song or lyrics. It's not about the vocals, the band, or the choir. You see, all of those things can contribute towards a great expression of our worship, but the essence of worship is when your heart and your soul, the core of your being, connects with the Spirit of God. The third misconception is that worship is only an inward expression. You know, if you go through the Bible, you begin to see examples and instruction for worship. You'll see things like singing, clapping, praising, shouting, weeping, laughing, kneeling, lifting of hands, trumpet cymbals, and even dancing. So it's clear that worship is not just an inward expression. The fourth misconception is that worship is for us. It's very common today for people to approach worship as consumers. They sit back with their arms crossed. Wow me, they seem to say. Do something that grabs my attention and catches my interest. They assume worship to be like watching a movie. It's something they would critique afterwards. They come to worship each week to be entertained, and they tend to view worship as something done to them and for them rather than by them. You see, this is backwards. Worship is not for us. It is for God. We worship for an audience of one. He is the audience. The word worship literally means worth-ship, W-O-R-T, worth-ship, which means that we worship that which is worthy. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11 says, You are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Worship is not for us. It is for God. The fifth and final misconception today is that worship only takes place in a church. You see, we worship God every moment of every day of our lives. I once read about Billy Graham's wife. She kept a sign above her kitchen sink that read, worship services held three times a day. She was washing dishes after each meal as worship, and she was right. You see, worship is not just a church service. Worship is a lifestyle when we do what we do for the Lord. Here's today's challenge. Make time to worship God. Sing Him a song. Listen to a song and sing along. At least lift your voice and give Him thanks and praise. He gets the glory, and we get the joy. Hey, thank you for being a part of this discipleship community. It would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe and leave a review to the podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at 5minutediscipleship.com backslash 18. And until next time, let's continue on our journey as followers of Jesus.